0: I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning. Welcome. Quote, the soul is not physical, yet it is the force field of your being. The higher self is not physical, yet it is the living template of the evolved human, the fully awakened personality. The experience of intuition cannot be explained in terms of the five senses because it is the voice of the non physical world. Therefore, it is not possible to understand your soul or your higher self or your intuition without coming to terms with the existence of non physical reality. Gary Zukov, The Seat of the Soul, 25th Anniversary Edition. Here's the setup. Magic is real. I'm fascinated by the physics of the metaphysical and grateful for science, which saves lives and gives humanity a foundation for reality. But scientific findings represent a tiny fraction of the human experience. This podcast is a conversation about making meaning, manifestation, and energies we navigate, a philosophical life hack for the Aquarian Age. Magic comes in different forms and is governed by Neptune. Quote Film is considered highly Neptunian, movies are magic. The projector sends forth a dancing beam of light reflected upon a silver screen, an ethereal image projected into outward reality. Watching a movie, we fill ourselves with images sent forth from the invisible ethers, end quote. That is from Astro.com. When we watch everything everywhere all at once, or TAR, or women talking, we witness magic through film from the outside. This magic is manipulated by the creators for the audience's experience. What I'm talking about is organic human magic that can be experienced by a little girl or boy, a teenager, a housewife, a blue-collar male, the religiously devout, and the adamant atheist. Quote, what I cannot create, I do not understand, is a quote by Richard Feynman, theoretical physicist who received the Nobel Prize in 1965. The quote was found written on his blackboard after his death. This statement exudes the foundational limit of scientists, research, researchers, and theoreticians who can't categorize the magic inherent in human experience. Millions of viewers have witnessed the reality of Tyler Henry's clairvoyant mediumship now on Netflix. Teresa Caputo proved her psychic mediumship on the Learning Channel through live reality programming that brought people to her so she could channel beloved relatives who had passed away the meaning of life won't be discovered in a scientific lab alone we each call from daily experience our own meaning it is a voyage into the mind and how it works to create our daily experiences through what we find meaningful which is different for each of us Last week, the Moon, Venus, and Jupiter were doing a dance in the sky. I posted a picture taken with my iPhone on social media. People are fascinated and attracted to astronomy, while astrology is seen as trivial, unimportant, regardless of its place as the first science known to humanity. The scientific community is in for a shock in the years to come because some of the most electric experiences known to humanity, quote, just happen for no discernible or plausible cause, end quote, as Dean I. Radin, Ph.D., writes in his book, Real Magic, Ancient Wisdom, Modern Science and a Guide to the Secret Power of the Universe. Dr. Radin is the chief scientist at the Institute of Noetic Sciences and distinguished professor at the California Institute of Integral Studies and has been involved in consciousness research for four decades. A quote from his book, Real Magic, quote, Real Magic falls into three categories, mental influence of the physical world, perception of events distant in space or time, and interactions with non-physical entities. The first type I'll call force of will. It's associated with spellcasting and other techniques meant to intentionally influence events or actions. The second is divination. It's associated with practices such as reading tarot cards, The third involves methods for evoking and communicating with spirits. Real magic. My experiences with magic include all three categories as Dean Radin describes them. Let me be clear. Real magic is spelled M-A-G-I-C, not M-A-G-I-C-K. Magic belongs to all humans, from the curious to the religiously devout to atheists to occult practitioners. The occult world, however, is associated with magic, spelled M-A-G-I-C-K. I'm a creative master raised in the Christian religion who found my way to magic through traditional means, and I have zero association with the occult world. The type of magic I'm talking about belongs to average humans of all types, few of whom have any knowledge or interest in the occult. Whenever humans don't understand something or find it non-traditional, the idea is jettisoned as irrelevant or ostracized to the fringe for being incompatible with the scientific method. These prejudices have hobbled humanity's ability to understand the organic magic of human life. To to paraphrase Jung, Radin, Einstein, and other serious scientific minds, if science is the only lens by which we measure reality, it's a pathetically tiny picture compared to the wide, weird experiences available to a human living life. As the author of Real Magic, Dean Radin, frames the scientific community's intent on proof, quote, that focus focus excludes the one and only thing you can ever know for sure, your consciousness, that inner spark sentience that you call me. End quote. The miracle at Lourdes, France, brought on through prayer, is magic. The obvious deduction is that prayer is intentional magic. Human belief that a person with an association with an object, a cross or pendant, can be supernaturally affected is called sympathetic magic. So when an actor wins an Oscar, or a singer wins a Grammy, or a football player scores a touchdown and points upward, or a baseball player kisses the cross around his neck before stepping into the batter's box, all these gestures are forms of sympathetic magic. When we hear about the miracles at Lord's through intentional magic, or see an actor, singer, football, or baseball player point upward or kiss a cross using sympathetic magic, most faith-based onlookers see no problem with the gesture because the assumption is the person is thanking God. My question to these people is, do you actually believe God, however you define God? is involved in wants you specifically to win an award, score a touchdown, or hit a triple. The intentional magic of prayers to heal the sick at Lourdes are seen as miracles because the religious benefit of prayer is assumed to come from the divine. Why does this work at Lourdes? The answer for Catholics is the Virgin Mary allegedly appeared to a woman in 1858 doctors reportedly have seen prayers change a sick patient for the better the people impacted often believe God was personally involved in this so-called miracle these acts illustrate humanity's number one prejudice that God is directly involved in each of our personal requests (laughs) this universal religious theory has stymied me since childhood what is the answer when prayer doesn't manifest the intended positive outcome this too is God's will are people saying God didn't want this person to be well again is this God's will no one knows Science is the most accurate assessment of our reality. The public interest in human consciousness has reached a crescendo, but science has no definitive answers. Science and public interest will become powerful partners in the Aquarian Age. Human prejudices inform what we accept based on history's inventory. A quote from a psychedelic renaissance from Scientific American, quote, More than five decades ago, psychedelics were an active area of research with more than 40,000 patients receiving LSC or psilocybin for alcoholism, anxiety, or depression. While we do not have rigorous clinical trials from that time, the use of these drugs garnered both scientific and public interest, end quote. Fifty years ago, psychedelics were classified as a Schedule I drug. Human prejudice guided by the scientific community and politicians believed they had a, quote, high potential for abuse and no currently accepted medical use, end quote, which is the language describing a, sexual, sex, excuse me, a Schedule One drug. The science didn't change. The experience of people taking these drugs witnessed by professionals did. Public interest outweighed scientific prejudice. Talk therapy, psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, behavioral therapy, cognitive therapy, humanistic therapy, holistic therapy, deal with a person in a troubled emotional or psychological state which must be identified first by the human. Therapy requires a professional believing what the person says they're experiencing. Therapy and counseling aren't seen as branches of medicine and are not not considered scientific. People all over the world have benefited from non-scientific forms of therapy. These experiences have been documented through behavior that changes. Psilocybin, MDMA. LSD, even marijuana, have been withheld from legal and medical use out of medical, scientific, and institutional prejudices that are part of a backlash that's kept these compounds out of the reach of people who need them. Science and scientific research are critical to humanity, But these rigid structures omit an ever-expanding world of experience that can't be reduced to repetition and scrutiny meant to prove something that can't be measured of all the research i've done over many decades every single instance of an important institutional player giving witness to unprovable experiences or knowledge acquired beyond the scientific realm, includes the fear that their reputation will be ruined. This is the case going back to Copernicus, buttressed by Carl Jung's treatment after his research went beyond what the psychological community could grasp. Scientific and institutional arrogance are the most detrimental prejudices thwarting humanity's advancement where consciousness and the powers of the mind are concerned. Our instincts and intuition can't be verified scientifically, but where would we be if Einstein hadn't believed in his theory of relativity, which he couldn't prove at the time of publication?" Einstein said he would have been surprised if he'd been wrong. His initial mathematical calculations informed his instincts that told him he was correct. Humans don't go a day without counting on their instincts or intuition. From synchronicity, an acausal connecting principle which comes from the collected works of Carl Jung, quote, When Galileo discovered the moons of Jupiter with his telescope, he immediately came into a head-on collision with the prejudices of his learned contemporaries. Nobody knew what a telescope was and what it could do. Never before had anyone talked of the moons of Jupiter. Naturally, every age thinks that all ages before it were prejudiced, and today we think this more than ever and are just as wrong as all previous ages that thought so. Philosophers going back to Descartes and before believe products of the unconscious are encouraged by God. In general, scientists aren't a religious group but they are one of the most prejudiced when talking about unprovable human experiences because this is beyond their discipline. Jung's relationship with the psychiatric community collapsed when he began his study of his dreams and the subsequent work on the phenomenon of synchronicity and astrology. When a sciences when a scientist meets an unprovable experience Their fear and prejudices lead to judgments of what they don't understand without proof. Scientists must clear their closed minds and accept there are some things in life that happen because humans have the power to make them manifest. I'm talking about real magic. Quote, There are rising trends in science suggesting that What was once called magic is poised to evolve into a new scientific discipline, just as medieval astrology and alchemy evolved in today's astronomy and chemistry. The new discipline discipline will be the study of psychophysical nature of reality, that mysterious interstitial space shimmering between mind and matter." From Real Magic by Dean Radin. I've lived through my instincts since I was a kid. The consciousness tapped through my mind has been a better teacher, parent, and mentor than anyone in my life. The brain, with all its modules and connective functionality, acts like a computer to me. My descriptions aren't meant as as scientific examples of how the brain or mind might work, They are interpretations of a lifelong contrarian against the common thread that the only valued experience is scientifically driven, proven, and accepted. The tripwire for my great adventure was disagreeing with the traditional story of God, faith, and Jesus as it was taught to Christians. The notion that life was finite and that God was some white guy in the sky Before grade school, I'd already taught myself how to leave my reality for another world. The mysterious was my happy place, and I never doubted its importance or whether my experience was real or not. In one section of the book Real Magic, the author explains that when people have a quote-unquote a belief-shattering event, as he calls it, It's normal to immediately forget it happened or deny its occurrence. I have had so many belief-shattering events I kept to myself but never doubted. I never thought I was losing it and didn't really repress the experience, but instead chalked it up as my normal. I kept my gifts secret from all others because of the prejudices flowing from Christianity. As I've said before, when I was little, a star in the sky became my God, although this was only to put my prayers into the universe to which we all are connected. Instincts were the first thing I recognized. They were connected and driven by, by my strong emotions of flight. Getting out was my deepest yearning as a kid. The theory I have about the law of attraction began early. Being an ambitious girl morphed into me being a headstrong teen. When I wanted something, there was nothing that could stop me. Instincts guided me to use this passion. I'd funneled my emotions into behavior that would affect the person making decisions, believing that the intensity of my pursuit would win them over. I used this prescription in my visions for the life I wanted to attract. When I'd see my life in my mind, I'd put all the passion I felt for the object of my desire into this vision and wouldn't let it go until it manifested. When this process didn't work, I assumed what I wanted wasn't for me, at least not in this moment. Intent is a factor, but understand nothing about magic is seamless or as simple as described. All experiments include trial and error. Magic is real. It's a human tool we begin to understand through meditation practice. It begins with a deep-held desire, a question asked during meditation, and the experience of receiving an answer in the silence downloaded through our mind. At one point, I became desperate for evidence of others experiencing the same real magic I had. During meditations, I get downloaded messages about the direction my life was to take. On the tangible part of my journey, my artistry, at a moment of desperation, I was guided beyond writing, beyond nonfiction, and into fiction. It took years to take my writing talent into and across metaphysical and paranormal experiences to fictionalize them, including magical experiences across the veil. Witness to paranormal events turned into fictional stories about a psychic profiler. I doubt if you're surprised to find out the more I embraced my experiences and wrote about them, the stronger real magic became in my life. April 2022 was the moment I was guided to begin this podcast series, although the thought of sharing my unexplainable experiences drove me into unmanageable anxiety. Yet, the idea of not sharing my deep secrets caused panic attacks. When I began to tie my downloaded messages to the calendar so I could anticipate when a future event I'd seen would manifest, astrology became more than a lifelong curiosity. Going from explaining the process of integrating my inner world where my mind takes me during meditation and how to tie it to the calendar has taken all the creative mastery I've acquired over a lifetime. I'd like to share one pivotal story I dug up during a prolonged stint of research. This account comes from Synchronicity, an Acausal Connecting Principle, which comes from the collected works of Carl Jung. The text I'm about to read by Albertus Magnus, who was described as an alchemist and magician after his death, was discovered by Jung. History deems Magnus as the greatest German philosopher of the Middle Ages, and the Catholic Church named him a saint and one of the quote-unquote doctors of the church, of which there are 37, according to Wikipedia. Albertus Magnus writes in the 13th century, quote, I discovered an, an instructive account of magic in Avicenna's Liber." Sextus Naturalium." End quote. Okay, so I need to digress here. Who is Avicenna? Avicenna is regarded as one of the most influential influential influential, sorry, philosophers in the Islamic tradition. He is also known as Ibn Sina who lived during the Islamic golden age that began in the 8th century through the 13th century, according to records available online. He is said to have influenced Thomas Aquinas. Some refer to Avicenna as the first major Islamic scholar. Okay, stick with me through what I'm about to read. It's Albertus Magnus explaining the process of magic according to the times in which he lived. When he talks about, quote-unquote, her or, quote-unquote, she, he's speaking about the soul, giving the soul gender. Okay, so back to Albertus Magnus, who discovered an instructive account of magic through Avicenna's writing, quote, which says that a certain power to alter things indwells in the human soul and subordinates the other things to her, The soul, particularly when she, the soul, is swept into a great excess of love or hate or the like. When therefore the soul of a man falls into great excess of any passion, it can be proved by experiment that it the excesses binds things magically and alters them in the way at once and for a long time, I did not believe it. but after I read the necromancy books and others of the kind of on signs and magic. I found that the emotionality of the human soul is the chief cause of all these things, whether because on account of her great emotion, she, the soul, alters her bodily substance and other things towards which she strives, or because on account of her dignity, the other, lower thing are subject to her or because the appropriate hour or astrological situation or another power coincides with so inordinate an emotion and we in, con- in consequence believe that what this power does is then done by the soul End quote. In what I just read it seems Albertus Magnus is attempting to understand the process of magic through Avicenna's writing. Magnus continues and finally can present a clear theory with the help of Avicenna that re, that resonates through the ages. Quote, Whoever would learn the secret of doing and undoing these things must know that everyone can influence everything magically if he falls into great excess, and he must do it at that hour when the excess befalls him, and operate with the things which the soul prescribes. For the soul is then so desirous of the matter, she would accomplish that of her own accord. She seizes on the more significant and better astrological hour, which also rules over things suited to that matter. Such is the matter Such is the manner of production with everything the soul intensely desires. Whew. Young used the examples he found from Magnus while also citing Ibn Sina or Avicenna through writings on synchronicity and unscientific experience that is an example of magic. We have no modern equivalency to the writings of ancient theologians and philosophers citing magic. Science doesn't allow pontification on subjects of shadow elements, consciousness, magic, or astrology. It seems the more advanced humanity becomes, the more we forget what we've discovered, because institutional structures, whether science or religious, don't allow for acknowledgement of individual human experiences like real magic or synchronicity. A long time ago, I was an expert at getting myself into jams. One time, my safety was threatened. I was in serious trouble. I stood up, my stomach at and knots, shaking my heart in my throat. I looked up and started yelling about my circumstances and how hard I'd worked, but needed more time to figure things out. By the time I finished yelling, I was shaking. When I say I yelled, I'm talking primal volume filled with righteous urgency. The outcome produced was evidence of magic. Now, the trouble with sharing what I experienced is that it's too vague to quantify, but that's because I don't need a scientific or public sign-off on what I experienced and know is true. The details are my human experience. The late, great Dr. Wayne Dyer advised his millions of readers not to share their experiences like synchronicity and other forms of magic because human prejudices, judgment, and disbelief can deter people from accepting their own experience for the approval of others. When I tell you to get comfortable with the moon first, it's because your emotions are tied to the moon. Attaching your actions to your emotions is the only way to lock into the law of attraction. Honest emotions have power and possess energy. When attached to a person's vision of what they want, the energy is compounded at the right moment seen through astrological transits, a person can draw in the law of attraction and deliver the manifestation desired. What is manifested through the catalyst of emotional energy, however, may not look exactly like what you requested. My experience is that a person manifests manifests what is needed at the time, not what they want. What you ask for must be part of your destiny, with clues of destiny, destiny found through intuition, instincts, and the mysterious cosmic tattoo we are given at birth seen through astrological clues. Emotions, intent, and vision hook into the law of attraction, There's no other way to connect to this powerful manifester. The linchpin to human creativity, but also the shadow side seen in destruction. Back to the book, Real Magic by Radin. Quote, Magical power intended to manipulate or exploit others is called black magic. Newton's third law For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Deep emotions meant to help you can be turned around to hurt others, which is the definition of black magic. There are shadow forces of energy energy that coerce unevolved humans to participate in lies and untruthful, even evil events. Black magic exists, and it's a force to reject. Where do these deep connections between our consciousness and the mysterious originate? Nobody knows. There is much in human experience that is unprovable today. Parapsychology is the use of scientific and scholarly methods to study and report on psychic experience, mental phenomenon, near-death experiences, synchronicity, and magic. It's rejected by mainstream scientists and considered a pseudoscience. Reaction and judgment by institutional authority makes younger generations of scientists fearful of entering fields like the study of consciousness and investigations into paranormal phenomenon because they could lose their reputation the aquarian age could change this equation as foreshadowed by gary zukov and dean Radin, phd i hope i i just hope it will there's more to life than what we see and can prove the collision of sci- of the scientific with the world of creativity and mystery is the way of human life, separating what keeps us safe and secure from the mysterious world we can't map. Humans need both to invent a life beyond disease, war, and lies meant to bury the truth about the spectrum of human experience that bubbles beyond scientific methods meant to quantify what's quote unquote real magic listen to your instincts to find your bliss attach your strongest emotion emotional desires to this vision and see it manifest in your mind if what you manifest isn't to your specifications your desires may not match your destiny fated events bring changes we don't expect and some we'd rather skip But the mysterious energy that guides our lives delivers one thing consistently. Change toward evolution. When many people righteously pray for a single outcome for an individual, this is powerful energy gathered and directed toward one target. The manifestation of a patient recovering from prayer is magic. If God can be in all places at the same time, this is the strongest evidence to me that the almighty power of God energy is the same as the law of attraction. We are in the long season of faded cosmic transits and change that will ripple across humanity as a result. We have entered an evolutionary portal Saturn is now in Pisces for two and one-half years. Pluto will move into Aquarius March 23rd as as foreshadowing of the next 20 years. Spring equinox comes in April. There's eclipse season starting in April and going through May. Solstice is is in June with the nodes of the moon changing in July. We are each here for a reason. Each transit amid the universe above brings us closer to the answer we need below on earth. Our purpose takes a lifetime to discover and fulfill. In this journey, there will be magic. The adventure begins in your mind, but the authentic power of magic is harnessed Through the moon, emotions, and the mysterious element of timing. Religion isn't required. Faith is. I'm Taylor Marsh, and you've been listening to Astral Soul Lightning. Until next time.